0: Hey guys, Tom Laird, voice of advice from a call center geek, CEO at Expedia. Hey, the podcast is brought to you by Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 600-seat call center outsourcer. I would love to talk to any of you looking to outsource any of your customer support or your sales functions, looking for political calling or, or just some extra overflow during the holiday season. If you are looking for any type of USA outsourcing support, hit me up. You guys know my LinkedIn. I'd love to talk. This is advice from a call center geek, a weekly podcast with a focus on all things call center. We'll cover it all from call center operations, hiring, culture, technology, and education. We're here to give you actionable items to improve the quality of yours and your customers experience. This is an evolving industry with creative minds and ambitious people like this guy. Not only is his passion call center operations, but he's our host. He's the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group and the call center geek himself, Tom Laird. What's up, Geek Nation? How we doing? This is Tom Laird, CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing. Welcome to another episode of Advice from a Call Center Geek, the call center and contact center podcast where we're trying to improve the overall customer experience, improve the agent experience, just improve the overall running and operation of your contact center and your your customer service teams. What's going on? How's everybody doing? Hope you had a good uh, good Halloween on to November. Got the that clock set back an hour, which I think I kind of needed after having two little guys uh, <laughs> running all over the place on sugar highs from Halloween. So, yeah, pretty cool. It's beautiful outside right now. I don't know where it is, you know, where you guys are, but... Uh, you know, I kind of needed some of this after, you know, I, I guess everything that's going on election wise right now, whether you uh, whether you vote one way or the other, you have to admit it's a headache. So I, maybe it's hopefully you, you can uh, listen to this episode and, and maybe it'll take your mind off of some of the chaos, I guess, that's that's going on. But hey, what I want to talk to you guys about today, I'm starting my planning with my teams here for twenty twenty one. Um, we're starting budgeting talks as well of of what technologies do we think you know we want to really get into. We've already started some of that, but you know now we're really at the point where it's it's time to make some some really hard decisions or hardcore decisions. So I wanted to kind of give you guys some I guess five thoughts that we're kind of that are going through our head as we're going through this process um, and kind of maybe give you some insights into what I think and where we think the industry is going here in the next. Let's say twelve to eighteen months, um, so that we're kind of prepared for for that as it's as it's happening. So, here's my five, I guess, customer service and call center trends to kind of keep an eye out for here in 2021. Uh, number one, and I think you guys have heard me talk about this, but it's real time transcription, right? It's using, uh, you know, the the Google Dialog flows to really enhance. From an AI perspective, the agent, um, agent engagement, also the actual service that they're giving, the information that they're giving, right? This is how AI is affecting the contact center. It's not at the point where it's taking over with, you know, with natural speech, right? And just having a robot talk to a human. What it's doing is it's processing as much data as it possibly can from a customer interaction. You know, looking at um, CRM data, looking at the actual words that a customer is using with real time transcription, taking all that data and instantly kind of quote unquote thinking, what would be the best route for an agent to go? Right. What information should we give this customer? What information do we need to remind the agent? Right. To, to not forget, you know, I, I see this a lot with cross sell upsell, right. We used to work for a large financial services organization, and when I say large, like number one or number two in the world, huge, right? Um, and so you can kind of probably guess guess who that was, but I, I probably shouldn't say their name on the podcast. And they did this is you know mid two thousands. They did a lot of you know analytics where they processed their customer data, came up with with cross-sell and upsells that would fit the profile and criteria of each customer. And I know a lot of you guys are probably doing something like that. Well, with this piece of software, or I guess, I guess more technology, um, you know, you're able to kind of do that real time, right? So instead of just, you know, taking all the customer data, running it through some, some analytical profiles, spitting it back out into a CRM and having a rep pitch certain things, right? This is real time. So, you know, maybe you know, this customer is calling in specifically about a, a certain tool or certain app that you have, right? And we know that, you know, there's a propensity that 15% of everybody who has this certain um, app or maybe even has this problem, right, they end up purchasing this product that we have, right? So instead of doing all that thinking, right, for the reps to, to think about, and, and maybe we miss that if we're just doing batch filing of kind of analytic data, in real time, uh, the the your AI supervisor is going to remind you, hey, listen, I think that this will be a good client that you should pitch this cross sell product to, right? Um, when when a customer calls in and you know something's down, to instantly pop up the information that that customer's talking about, right, and, and be able to have the rep click on that without having to search for it or you know really really look look deeper into it. It's almost like your KMS system. Uh, you know, virtual, right, and online, and, and, and talking back to you. So again, I think that's that's a huge piece of how AI is affecting the contact center, and it's a huge piece of what we here at Expedia are going to be getting into. Um, I know Nice in Contact, who is our uh, telephony platform. There'll be there's releases coming out on this. So you know, we're just kind of figuring out now how we can integrate this and, and how we can use it to its its max capacity. So. Number one, I would say is is you know really looking at real time transcription in 2021. That's coming out, and that's now going to be something that is not just talked about, but but it's going to be in use. Uh, number two, and this is not something to purchase, but I, this is something that I've talked to my teams about now too. There's no more excuses from customers about COVID or about any type of of issues even beyond COVID now. So, COVID was like the and and I hope, I don't mean to use this in a weird way, but it's kind of the, a nuclear bomb, right, to our industry. Um, and it was almost the, the worst case scenario for contact center operation, you know, globally. And so now, almost, you know, really nothing that I can think about, other than like some type of mass outage of internet, like all over the world, but you're not worried about your contact center then, can be worse, right, than what happened with COVID. So that means... If your internet does get cut, if your power's out, if you have mass call-offs, if there's anything that comes into play that you can't service to maximum capacity, you're going to pay for it now more than ever, right? Customers gave us kind of a a get-out-of-jail-free card for COVID, but no more. So there can be really no excuses. So if you are... Thinking, man, I hope you know something like this doesn't really happen. Maybe we're not in the cloud, or we don't have the technology to to really do it home really well. You need to invest in it, right? Because this is a this is a a not going away thing. And again, I'm not, this isn't a I'm not telling you guys anything here you don't know, but maybe pushing some of you who are kind of on the edge, like do we spend the money, do or not? You should and you need to because again, there's no more excuses. And I guarantee your competitors are are doing it right if you're not. So make sure that you know you you understand, and your higher ups understand that you know we need to make sure that redundancy you know is is just vital in our operation that we have you know multiple points of failure so that we don't have that single point of failure right that we can we can make sure that we're operating when when things go wrong. So and I think that's something that you know disaster recovery um, those type of plans really need to be thought through again. Um, and, and I think a lot of us are on that plan right now. So, you know, what do we do to make it even better, I guess, is the, the bottom line of that. Number three, you need to upgrade your old technology, right? Because customers aren't going to deal with it anymore. Your old IVR that, you know, gets people lost and people have to hit 17 different prompts and you keep adding to it, right? All that stuff is is going to be super annoying to customers um, to have a a phone system that you know you can't do omni-channel. That you're not taking voice, chat, email, doing all those types of things. Your customer, your your competitors are going to be doing that. The cost isn't that expensive, but if you're relying on old technology, if you are using right now, if you're listening to this podcast, and I know it's probably twenty percent of you. So there's a lot of you listening. Probably two hundred people that are going to listen to this episode. We get about a thousand downloads per per episode. So about two hundred of you. I guarantee you have an office phone system, right? Or a a UCAS system. And you're trying to do whatever you possibly can to make that your, your CCAS system or your contact center, right? And you're running into issues and you're running into um, reporting issues. And you're not even sure how many people um, are in queue and you don't really have a, a good handle on the operation, right? This is 2021 and you guys are going to definitely start to lose market share. You're going to lose customers, especially now that we're on this this path after COVID of self-service, of streamlined technologies, of at-home, of cloud, right? So before, where you may be able to have gotten away with it, there's a lot of investment going on in the industry, right? And the, the companies with old technology are going to stand out like a sore thumb. So you have to make sure that you're, you're looking at that. Um, and, hey, listen – I don't want to say even cheap plug because I don't charge it all for this, but if you have any questions on any of your software or if you're thinking about moving to a new platform and you want some opinions, feel free to message me. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Hit me up on LinkedIn. You can join our texting community. Uh, just dial call center to 814-247-0366. And I will answer anything that you want totally free. Um, I'll get on a call with you. We can, we can, can, I can help in any way I can. So anyway, no excuses And now you have a resource as well. If you're not sure where to go or how to start, I can at least, you know, get you down that path and kind of hold your hand as, as far as you'd like to go. All right, number four, All right? The fourth biggest trend, and I'm starting to see this now in every RFP that we're getting here at Expedia is the explosion of digital. So digital meaning Facebook, Twitter, WhatsApp, you know, getting into all of those different platforms and making sure that we're able to service um, and respond on those platforms. Now, here's the difference in the, the the shift that I'm seeing and what we're trying to get our customers to do here at Expedia is – this This happened with chat too. Like digital started off as something maybe you didn't want to do and then it turns into something you kind of have to do, right? So the companies that are going to do really well are the companies that exploit this and use it to their benefit, Right? So instead of just you know responding, going the extra mile when somebody you know has an issue or has a problem, um, using every single one of those interactions as an awesome way to 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 expand your brand awareness, to expand the the customer support aspect. So so many of you still right now, if somebody goes on Facebook, maybe you check it once a day, you check it three times a day, right? And maybe respond, thank you, or hey, please call our customer service, or hey, let's take you know things like that that are blah that everybody's doing. Um, so what I'm saying is, get this integrated into your phone system, right? There's multiple ways to do that. If you can't do that, then get on a grab a grab a software or, or a company that can basically look and, and be listening for all of your social um, hits, right? And then respond to them in amazing ways, right? Use that interaction as a as a way to, to again to really engage with your customer. Don't just do it as something that you have to do. Do it as something that is an opportunity every single time that somebody you know hits you up on on a on a social feed, whether it's good or bad, right? Because everybody reads that, and if you turn that around, um, it you can turn a negative into a, into a positive instead of being scared of it. Kind of own it, right? Own it. So I think not only. Is digital something that now we all need to be looking at and responding to? But now we need to take it to the next level, treat it like a voice, treat it like one of these, you know, kind of, quote unquote, superior legacy channels and exploit it. All right. Uh, number fifth, number fifth, number five, let's try that again, is is something that we've been talking here with as a team and, and I've been talking to clients and customers about too. And it's it's being proactive with data. And what that means is instead of waiting for customers to call us about issues they're using speech analytics, using data analysis tools, we should be able to spot trends in data so that we can start to become proactive with some of these issues that we're starting to see so for example if if we're getting multiple calls and and maybe you know an email that was supposed to be sent right, after somebody signs up that they get a form, right, they're not receiving that email, right? And let's say, you know, we're starting to see that in analytics, that it's a it's a percentage of calls, it's 2%, it's 3%, it's 4% of calls, right? We know we have an issue. And so instead of just waiting and answering those one-on-one to take all that data, to take all that information and... Send out maybe a mass email to everyone or, you know, put something on your website that is like, hey, we know that we have this issue, Um, you know, those types of things. So really looking at data now, looking at why customers are calling and instead of just answering that one on one interaction, you know, kind of take it to the whole, right? Understand that there's probably a huge percentage of, of customers that have this issue. And before they call us, let's cut them off. Maybe we got to make an outbound reach to everybody. Maybe we got to put this again on our website. Maybe we have an announcement on our IVR. Maybe we send a direct mail to them. Maybe we have an email that goes out to them. But for us, we always want you always want to be the first mover, right? When it comes to to customer service. So if you know that there's an issue, customers will respond much better if you say, "Hey guys, we had an issue. We screwed this up. This is how we're going to fix it." Than waiting for them um to call you maybe being on hold getting all ticked off and then having to deal with that one on one so not only is it going to engage your customers better right it's going to save you money in the long run because there's going to be less inbound calls coming in right because you're going to cut a lot of this stuff off at the head and again there's so many use cases for speech analytics this is another one right it's another one to to if if your company's looking for what are what are the, some of the ROI right on, on speech analytics, how, how are we saving money or you know, how are we making more money? Well, that's this is another awesome use case for it. Understand issues before they're happening or as they're happening, right, to a small percentage of people so that you can help the vast majority of them before they call and have the same issue. Um, you notice what I didn't have on my top five is the word that every call center person loves to use now, and it's chatbot, Right? And I'm not an anti-chatbot guy. I'm a huge pro-chatbot guy. I think they're a great self-service tool. But I have not seen enough evolution of the chatbot to think that 2021 is going to take us to the next level with them. Now, they're on my radar, right? Because something's going to break. And that could be 2022, 2023, could be five years from now, right? Where there's an evolution of them. But I don't see any type of giant, you know, unless you're going to kind of you know, add it into the you know the the real time transcription, add it into some of the the Google Dialog flows, right? If you're doing some of that, yes, but I still I don't see enough of that to say, hey, this is going to totally be something that you should invest a ton of money in in 2021. I'm probably going to get a lot of feedback from all the angry chatbot chatbot guys have been or they've been on me right? The, chat, the chatbot guys think I'm anti and that I'm totally wrong and, and it's fine. I mean, we, this is just an opinion, right? But, you know, I, I can tell you that I'm getting a lot more in, in RFPs and what, where people are looking for, for speech analytics, for um, for digital, um, than hey, we have to make sure that we have a chatbot for our self-service model. And I don't know, maybe that's not forward thinking on my part. But again, if you would talked, if, if you have heard me three years ago, I, w- I was the biggest chatbot guy ever. I went to the Nice in contact, the the, the uh, customer council meeting. And I was like, hey, what's your chatbot plan? What are we doing here? And they almost wanted to throw me out and punch me because <laughs> I kept saying the word chatbot. Um, but again, I think, you know, those are my five things that we are focusing on as an organization, right? Real-time transcription, how do we use that to make our, our reps' lives better? If we have any customers on, and for us, it's it's not really old technology, but if we need to upgrade IVRs, if we need to upgrade the process flows, you know, that's what we're looking at. In your organization, maybe it is. Maybe you need to look at the actual pieces of technology, right? There's no excuses, right? Customers are not going to be able to, you're not going to be able to say, hey, I'm sorry, things are slow because of COVID anymore. They're going to move on to somebody else who's not slow, right? Um, digital, right? Digital is here, and it's also time to exploit it. And the, the last thing is to really start to look at analytics as well to, to do proactive um, proactive customer support so that, you know, again, we're taking the small percentage of calls that are coming in about a problem, extrapolating them to the group, right, and fixing major big problems before they happen or before they hit our call center. All right, guys, that's, that's what I got for you today. I think that, you know… Again, I love to give you guys stuff that we're actually thinking about and stuff that we're actually doing. You know, I mean all this stuff that, you know, I talk about we're doing, but you know, from a planning perspective, I think it's it's kind of cool maybe to get a little bit into our minds. And, you know, I'm not saying that we're leaders in the industry, but I am saying that I talk to a ton of people and we get a ton of RFPs from a lot of major organizations in, and and you know, there's trends that we see from from the customer experience standpoint and, and what what large companies and, and medium-sized companies are looking for. Um, and also some of those startups and some of the really cool technology that, that they want to get into. So, you know, we're trying to stay always a, about a half step. I don't know about a full step, but at least a half step ahead of, of where the industry is. Um, and I think, you know, this path puts us on there and, and gets us set up well for 2021. And I hope it does the same for you. Thanks, guys. I'll talk to you next week.